Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch, the show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And you know what, David? All the experts were right. You know, We get to the end of the season, and the Los Angeles Chargers are once again... Oh, wait. Oh, that, oh, no, that didn't happen. A different team in the AFC West won. The Kansas City Chiefs were victorious in Super Bowl 57. They bested the Eagles 38-35, to winning the second Super Bowl in four years, third in franchise history. And we're going to talk about the whole thing. We're only having one pod this week. This is it. It's just going to be a Super Bowl-centric podcast. If you're an Eagles fan, which you probably aren't because we don't know that many Eagles fans, sorry, you're just going to have to sit through this. We're going to say some good things about your team, but we're going to say a lot more good things about our team. So just get Mm. ready for that. Let's get into it. All right, David. Sophia's got to be pissed right now. I was just wondering why David is just yelling into a microphone. I just woke her Um, up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Already said the score. Chiefs 38, Eagles 35. Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP, 170 yards, three touchdowns, so less than 200 yards passing in a game in which the Eagles dominated time of possession um, and the first half, you know, quite honestly. It was another... It's classic Chiefs. I think this is the most Chiefs-like game I've ever watched from this team. Um, the the defense, you know, has quite a few miscues, but has a couple of plays that really come in clutch, um, specifically the fumble recovery for six. And then in the second half, you know, down 10 points, Patrick Mahomes comes out and the Chiefs score on every single drive. He does exactly what he needs to mm. to get this team moving down the field. And, yep, it came down to a holding call at the end. Guess what? It was a hold. The cornerback said it was a hold. Bradbury admitted it. So yep. the Chiefs are victorious. David, how are you feeling? We're, we are almost exactly 24 hours out as we're recording this from the Super Bowl one. How are you feeling right now? Bro, immaculate. Feels good. You know, I, I feel like when we, we won the first, we were all together in 19, and we were just, like, screaming and, like, screaming, 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 and then we, like, started crying. This one was weird, and it could have been the people I was with. I just, like, sat there and was just taking it in, you know, like, smiling. Like, I didn't scream. I wasn't freaking out. I didn't even cry. I was just sitting there and, like, just taking it in, um, just, like, trying to enjoy the moment because it's just – it's hard to believe almost. Two two wins in four years is just really, really insane. So, loving yeah. it. Absolutely loving it. Yeah. So, my dad um, – I called him last night after the game, and, and we were just talking about – you know, uh, we're recapping it for each other and, and talking about how we felt at different points. And, you know, he just said to me, like, you just got to enjoy this while you can, you know, because he up until that 2020 Super Bowl that that went over the Niners, he had never seen one. He 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 was born um, the year after they won the first Super Bowl. In, in 1970 against the Vikings in the fourth Super Bowl ever. And he'd never seen the chiefs even make a super bowl mm-hmm. until they made one in 2020. And it, you know, it's just crazy. I think if you would have told me six years ago, seven years ago, like you are going to be the team that is going to be at the top of the league that everyone's going to be talking about. That's going to win multiple super bowls. I, I just, I just don't think I would have believed it. And I, I yeah. 
it's it's almost sad what you said. I have the same sort of reaction. Like I didn't yell, I, I didn't scream. I mean, I was happy. I was up. Um, I was pacing around during the final drive. You know, I was up doing my normal nervous Chiefs walk. But when we actually won, like when it set in, it almost felt like it was like this. This isn't like normal, but it's like a playoff win almost. You know, mm. like it just was like, oh, this is it. That's awesome. This is amazing. Yeah. Isn't that isn't that crazy that yeah that we weren't crying you know that this wasn't some unbelievable thing for us anymore yeah are, are we numb to it I I don't think we're numb to it but I do think we've reached we've just reached a territory where this is it's expected yeah and we can just get into the narratives now so Mahomes um we've been saying it best quarterback in the league uh, I don't think there's any doubt after after the postseason that he just had. You know, he he got hurt um, again in this game, a, a run late in the second quarter, went down awkwardly on that ankle, limped off the field. He was visibly frustrated and in pain on the sideline. Uh, but then he jogged into halftime, and we thought, okay, well, he's going to come out the second half, but who knows what he's going to do. And that first drive, he just marches us right down the field. Yeah. And scores a quick touchdown. And oh, then from I, I, there, I texted just, you guys. It was on. I was like – we're done. Game's over. If he's not, if he's not good to go, we're done. I, I love Chad Henney, but we're not winning this game. And I think now, all of us saw that first drive, the twelve yard, seventy five yard touchdown drive. And I think all of us inside, even we didn't want to say it, but it, all of us inside were like, "We're we're gonna win this. We could win this. Like, we really could do this." You know, just because of how like easy it was. Um, so it was like, whoo, big a uh, breath of relief, you know. So. And we're going to get into the all-time debate, of course, because you really can't talk about this game and Patrick Mahomes without doing it. But what I want to talk about just first before we even do that is this is what happens when you have just a generational talent come to a city that doesn't that hasn't won in that sport. Hmm. And he just takes it over and you just always feel like you're in it. This is, yeah. you know, the, the Patriots were a abysmal franchise before Brady historically they they were they were a team that you could always count on to choke in the playoffs they were not good you know that's crazy for us to think now because my entire life essentially uh, all the time I remember watching football it was you have to be able to beat the Patriots because they're the Mm -hmm. top dog they weren't like that before uh you think about LeBron James with the Cleveland Cavaliers you know he didn't win his first stint around he won his second stint but before it, it's Cleveland. You don't have to worry about Cleveland and anything. The, the Cavs are not who you're, you're worrying about. The Celtics and the East. You're you're not. You don't care about the Cavs. And then LeBron mm-hmm. showed up, and and that changes. You know that that's different. Steph Curry for the Warriors. Uh, s- same sort of thing. The Warriors were a team that yeah. hadn't had success since Rick Barry. You know they were they were a team that were down and out. And even Steph Curry's first couple of years, they were they were making playoff runs. But they weren't really seriously competing. And now you can't trade that guy. He means more to to the Bay Area than any other human being that has lived in the last 50 years. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes yeah. is now in that same tier. I mean, he has been for a little bit, but this has cemented it. There is no more, in person, more important person to Kansas City sports history than Patrick Mahomes at this point. I, I just don't think yeah. you can argue that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, dude. He's complete. I mean... He has completely changed, like the, even the city. I know that is that dramatic. Like, dude, he's like the foundations he started even outside of playing. Like, he bought part ownership in the Royals, helped bring a 
professional women's soccer team to Kansas City. He's he brought an entire burger franchise to Kansas City. Like, there's just so much happening even outside of Kansas City Chiefs that he's like having an impact on. Like, it, this city's like completely different with Mahomes uh, inserted, you know, into it. So, good stuff, man. It's crazy. And, and we're still in the honeymoon phase, I think. Which I don't know how long that lasts. There, there will, there might be a point, um, you know, when when people start to turn a little bit. But this isn't like this isn't like other stars in the NFL either. Um, and and I'm thinking of quarterbacks in the past. You know, we have the the Burrow and Allen of it all now, where where these guys, their whole city loves them. But, but let's be honest, they haven't won anything. Like they, no, Allen hasn't been to a Super Bowl, and Burrow has been to one, but he hasn't won yet. Now they they both are going to have a lot of chances in the future. But if you think about it, like Aaron Rodgers is hated by the place that he's in half the time. I, I, I literally don't think there's a more popular person that ever has walked walked around in Missouri than Patrick Mahomes. Like, uh, it's just the echelon that he's Bro, on. And I, Brad Pitt. That's true. Brad Pitt I'm is kidding. No, actually, that's not true. Um, I just, I just don't think that exists. And he's yeah. just universally loved by Chiefs fans. Um, so much so that I think Chiefs fans will often make excuses for him. Like any time Pat throws a bad pass, and he does, he's human. Mm-hmm. We're always looking for a flag or looking to blame a receiver for running a route wrong. Or it's super windy, guys. Come know. on, They're like you yeah, gotta <laughs> like anything. You know, he's he's infallible in our eyes. So you can't trust us. Whenever, whenever people ask, you know, why is Patrick Mahomes so great? Because obviously we all think he's great. We think he's infallible. So Bills fans think Allen's the same way. Bengals fans think Burroughs the same way. Yeah. But newsflash, now he is. Like, I, the GOAT debate, uh, let me just give you a stat real quick, and then I, I want to just talk about where he's at all time right now. Mahomes is among only four quarterbacks in league history to win two Super Bowls and two MVPs. Montana, Brady, Manning, and he is the fourth name on that list. He is one of only three quarterbacks in NFL history to have two MVPs and two Super Bowl MVPs. The only other ones are Montana and Brady. I mean, at this point, I think he's, if he doesn't play another down, he's better all time than Aaron Rodgers. Easily. I, yeah, I think that's, yeah. I he, I think he's at this point, um, he's the third greatest quarterback of all time. I think is where I'd put. You him. think he's past Manning? I don't think he's past Manning yet. You don't think so? Hey, we we forget that Peyton Manning, into his late thirties, threw fifty five touchdowns in a sixteen game season. Yeah. Well, are we uh, are we um, attributing this simply to stats? But because like we no 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 I I don't think Mahomes is the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. That's he's already number one, and I don't think that's a debate anymore. I think in terms of everything that he can do with the football from the quarterback position, yeah, I think I think he's clear number one. Because I think Brady Brady's one, Montana's two, and initially I'm thinking Mahomes is three. But you know you may you may sway me. You know he has already matched this amount of Super Bowls. Manning won though, and he's not even thirty. That's true. That's true. But five MVPs um, is really impressive on Manning's yeah, part. I mean, you know? I think we probably weigh rings too much um, yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Now, that's not to say that's a counter argument to Brady. I don't, I don't take Jordan. anybody seriously that doesn't have Brady as the GOAT anymore. 
Like that, I just yeah. I'm not gonna listen to you say it's Montana. Like I, I just don't care. Dan Marino might have an argument. So that's the <laughs> thing. Dan Marino is is a just an insane. If you go back and look at Dan Marino's stats in an era in the NFL when people were not just gunslingers all the time, and it was not as pass heavy as it is now, that is he was yeah. he was ridiculous. Um, they didn't build teams around him a lot of the time. Wasn't he John averaging LA, like four thousand and forty yards? Like yes, which is insane. He was, he was yeah, he was throwing. I think Mahomes barely caught his records, you know, for touchdowns and passing yards fastest too. Like he, Marino's the guy he's got to beat every time because Dan Marino was just ridiculous. I, I think you have to talk about John Elway. I mean, I don't like John Elway because he's a Bronco, but he has the rings argument, and he also just has the stats. And John Elway was extremely clutch. So many game-winning drives. But Mahomes' win percentage right now, when down 10 points or more, is 58%. The next closest is Brady and Montana, who are both below 40%. Wow. Like, I just... He he's got to play for another ten years, obviously. He he has to 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 kind of really be all time, right? Like this is we're kind of doing a little bit of projection stuff right here. Oh but yeah, this right is now set in stone. If you're taking careers, and I ask you, you get the longevity of Aaron Rodgers with all the greatness that he has, or you get Pat's first, you know, five years as a starter, six years in the league. Who's better all time? Mahomes. Are you picking Rodgers? Like, Pat has two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. Aaron Rodgers and he does, appeared in, in two Super and, Bowls. Yeah. But he only he won one of them. And Mahomes doesn't do shrooms and doesn't have an attitude issue with the team. You know what I mean? Like, that, That's even that alone. Thing. I think you have to give Mahomes the better teammate avenue. And obviously, we're going to say that. But every time you hear him talk, he's, he's always talking about Andy Reid. He's talking about Travis Kelsey. He's talking about the defense. I think he mentions Chris Jones like third most of anybody he talks about in interviews. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's always diffusing praise out. And not to say that Aaron Rodgers doesn't do that sometimes, but no, and it, it's still young, but like nobody's turning on Mahomes right now. Like there's not a little, there's never, I haven't seen a story. Even the Tyreek Hill, when Tyreek Hill left, there wasn't like a, oh, Tyreek Hill and Mahomes relationship soured. Mahomes was like, yeah, he wants to go make more money. Like, mm-hmm. And that's his right. He's played well enough to earn that contract. We can't give it to him. Like more yeah. power to him. And yeah. Tyreek is tweeting about how he loves, he loves Travis and Pat at the last night after the game's over. You know, I. You know, you know, he wishes he was in Casey though, because you know oh, he, that second Super Bowl ring is so clutch. Yeah, and but he's I, warm. I, he's warm, and he has a lot of money. So hey, you know. And and Mahomes is getting better. That's the other thing. I, th- I think this was his best season overall as a starting quarterback, despite him throwing 50 mm-hmm. touchdowns in his first season starting. He's just, he's reading defenses more. He's much more patient with the football. He's, he just, he's trusting, he trusts his guys more. That's what yeah. he talked about at the beginning of, of this game. In the Bucks Super Bowl, he didn't trust anybody. And he was running for his life the whole game and he was trying to make so many plays. And he said it's one of the worst games he's ever played professionally. And he learned mm. from it. And he came back and and he won. Yeah. I just I was we're just, so I was just, lucky. Yeah. I was just looking at his stats and 
his completion percentage went up this year. He actually and he had more. That's just insane to me too. Like more yards, higher completion percentage, um, and his attempt average attempt went down despite all mm-hmm. that. So. Yeah, it's almost like losing Tyreek made him better because he had to now follow his reads and all that stuff. And, which is um, what which is what we had kind of had kind of said. You know, we said that at the beginning of the year that we think it's it's going to force Mahomes to play better. Yeah. One talking about playing better. I mean, in this playoffs, Mahomes was seventy two for one hundred, seventy two percent completion percentage, seven hundred and three yards, seven touchdowns, no picks. Um, that's a really good stat line for the playoff games, including the Super Bowl. And that was something people were talking about too. Like, oh, he's not played well in the Super Bowl. Like, is he a good quarterback in the Super Bowl? And I think he all but shut that up um, with his performance, mm-hmm. you know, last The only night. thing that, that looks funky in the stat line is the yards. Only 170 passing yards, which is weird. But – he didn't get the ball the whole second quarter. Like no, <laughs> there's not there's no. a whole quarter that he really didn't get to play because the Eagles had a decent, I think it was like a four or five minute drive. Then they had the fumble six, and then they got the ball again and had like a nine minute drive. And then yeah. Mahomes only got the ball back once and he then hurt his ankle. Um yeah. so also, yeah, to remind everybody, Patrick Mahomes has been playing with a high ankle sprain that he suffered in the divisional round in the first mm-hmm. half of the divisional round game. So he That's a had six to 70, twelve week injury, by the way. He had seventy two percent completion percentage, seven touchdowns, seven hundred yards, and no picks. With a bum ankle, I mean, and and insane. It's the, it's the thing. It's it's again what he does every time we need a big play. He does it with his legs. I mean, they say that all the time on the broadcast, but the end of this game and the end of the Bengals game. He, He's just get, he's gonna make a play with his legs. Hmm. And he does it. it. He's scampering around on that hurt ankle with his awkward little run that looks so slow and unathletic, but somehow still works for a first down at the end of every game. He does this all the time. Yeah. Well, I he, just he knows was, exactly how to pick his spots. I was really curious on this because his pass rating last night was one hundred thirty one point eight, and I was like, where does that sit all time? And he had the eighth highest passer rating by a quarterback in the Super Bowl of all time. Mm-hmm. He's, he's really impressive. He's nuts. I, I saw some people saying like Kadarius Tony was close to getting that Super Bowl MVP because of you know that kick return, and he also had a touchdown reception. By the way, let's let's remind everybody: Kadarius Tony had one reception, and that was the touchdown catch. Other than that, he he did not catch a pass from Pat. Yeah. Um, if Nick Bolton takes that, if if that second fumble counts and he gets the scoop and score again, yeah. two touchdowns as a defensive player in a Super Bowl. You're getting it. I, I think he's probably he may even get the MVP, but it, it goes to the right person. We, we, that one was I mean that play was also I think that was a fumble. But it okay, doesn't matter now. The two steps and him turning upfield. I don't know if they call that a football meal, but move, but he turned upfield and then got hit. And they called it a fumble on the field. I'm like, I, I don't know. I was thinking so, that, that was a fumble. Here's the thing that doesn't make sense. And this, they're, they're actually, I think they called it by the rule. Normally, they make the guy take a third step before it's a fumble. That's just, that's just normally how they rule it. I remember there was a play with Travis earlier this year where he only took two steps when he caught the ball. 
and then the guy knocked it out, and I was screaming that he didn't take a third. What, it's not the, a, the Bengals when we lo- that was that f- losing yeah. fumble, right? Yeah. No, no, that one was different. That was when they saw. I thought they stopped forward progress, and they didn't. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but they called it how they how they should. But that rule doesn't make any sense. Why is two feet and down? Two feet and out of bounds on the sideline, a catch, but two feet down in bounds, holding onto the ball, another catch. Because mm-hmm. that's what we're saying, right? We're saying that the Eagles running back did not catch it, that he, even though he got two feet down and established possession of the ball, he didn't catch it. But if he makes that same catch on the sideline and there's Stepping no Chiefs player there and then just steps out of bounds, that's a catch. That's what doesn't make sense to me. Which you, that's why you, I was confused. That, like, I guess third step, I, I thought it was two steps. I didn't know there was a third step involved. Yeah. The, well, they say the third step is an indicator of the football move, which is what Pereira was saying, which I, I do not like Mike Pereira. Um, he always just, I don't know. I, I feel like Mike Pereira just tries to kind of agree with what he thinks the refs are going to do rather than actually make a call one way or the other. Um. But yeah, I, I don't get that rule. And they're, they're going to have to look at that, I think. Because, mm-hmm. I, and it'll go against the Chiefs as many times as it'll benefit the Chiefs. But again, if you catch the ball, if you catch the ball and then put two feet down, you know, on the hash mark, why is that any different than if you catch the ball and put two feet down on the sideline and then step out? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, but, all right. Let's, we talked so about high. Mahomes for like, 20 minutes already. We haven't even gotten to the rest of the game. Let's just let's just talk about the game as a whole. Uh okay. Chiefs down 24 to 14 at half. Eagles offense really all night besides the one fumble was insane. I think Jalen Hurts cemented himself as a top 5 quarterback in the league with this performance. I don't think mm-hmm. you can doubt that at this point. 27 for 38, 304 yards, three rushing touchdowns, a passing touchdown. Mm. And, and every every third and short and fourth and short I was like they're getting this. It's, there's no way I to mean, stop the, it. It's literally impossible. The team was to stop. unstoppable in short yardage situations. You got to think. I, I don't know. Is every team going to try to emulate that sneak? I mean, you can't, Jason Kelsey is one of the best centers to ever step foot on a football field. So it's not going to be easy to replicate that. But they, it's a cheat code. A fourth and one has no drama when you're playing the Eagles. No. no. They're going to get see, it. You know they're going to get it. See a couple prominent people say that the NFL will most likely look at that in the offseason as like you cannot push the quarterback like that. With how much they yeah. used it, I I heard they they may make it illegal. I don't know how I feel about that cuz I mean that Yeah. We're just legislating cuz it's too good. Like that sounds kind of cheap, right? Yeah. That's like outlawing shovel passes cuz the Chiefs got really good at it if they just quit doing that the one year. Mahomes can't um, throw a forward pass because he's too good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't like that. So the the Eagles were just rolling in the first half and really a lot of drives in the second half. The Chiefs did have a couple of stops. Um, were helped out a couple of times by some penalties, but whenever Jalen Hurts seemed like he needed to make a big play, with the exception of that one fumble on third down, he he made a big play. The thing that I don't understand why they got away from it, and I don't know if this was because they were they were worried about the Chiefs scoring in the – in the second half or what was going on, they seemed to get away from those designed quarterback runs, which we had no answer mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Um, run all day out of the backfield, but they, they were getting whatever they wanted. Uh, Hertz, I think at 75 rushing yards, um, 70. Yeah. 
he was he was really really difficult for us to stop in open space. He's so big, he's so athletic, and he's so good at breaking arm tackles, which is what the Chiefs seem to specialize in. Uh, he was just he was ridiculous. But yeah, it didn't matter. We were it. I we we were really scratching our heads where I was because on that third and two play, we were like, okay, Jalen. I even called him like Jalen Hurts designed quarterback draw. Like he's getting this, and they did some weird bootleg pass where it, it, they rolled him to his left mm-hmm. as a right-handed quarterback. And as he, he started running right, I'm like, oh, it's done. Like, there's no way he can square up running left. Like, that's an impossible throw to make. Well, then they punted on fourth and two, which I was also surprised about. And then Kadarius Tony takes that back. And then we score and get up by eight. We, we you know, 16 point or a 14 point point change just like that. And it was just really weird coaching. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get that either. It that I mean, I think this is a barometer for everything is, you know, you can always judge what you want your team to do by what you the other fans would say they don't want you to do. So what I didn't want them to do on that third and two was a design quarterback run because we were not gonna stop it. Mm-hmm. I am was more than happy when I saw that they were attempting a pass. Yeah. Um I think they went they couldn't go for it on that fourth and two. They were so deep in their own territory that if they didn't get it, the Chiefs could essentially eat clock for a while and then score a touchdown if possible. Yeah. But yeah, I, and I really don't understand why they got away from those quarterback runs in the second half. Either way, Jalen hurts really, really awesome performance. However, he's going to have to get paid uh, soon. And they have a ton of free agents on this roster. So I know mm-hmm. everybody's saying like Eagles will be back. Eagles will be back. And I'm not saying they won't be, but it's not just this team. This is not going to be the same team as next year. They have like 20 free agents there. There's, it's oh. going to look a lot different. So, you know, I think that hurts is that kind of guy you can build around, but we've, we've seen time and time again, you have to getting the super bowl in, in that early years of the quarterback is so important. Yeah. Mahomes yeah. won two on his rookie deal. Oddly enough, that's when quarterbacks are most productive because you don't have to pay them, you know, massive 40 percent of your cap to keep them around mm-hmm. so the, they got to do it under the wire chiefs rushing attack was i think the one of the biggest stories all night pacheco mm. 15 for 76 and a mm. touchdown mahomes six for 44 mckinnon three for 34 the chiefs were gashing them and, and mm. maybe the biggest story you know over what a lot of people expected the chiefs offensive line not only held up against that Eagles defensive front, but handled them. Absolutely. No sacks. I I don't even know if they officially registered a QB knockdown. Um, they had no sacks, one tackle for loss, one pass deflected, and they do have five quarterback hits. But okay. does that count like on that low throw to t- Kelsey when he, Mahomes got tackled as he complete the, completed the throw? Does that count as a quarterback hit? Yeah, I think that I think that any time that they make contact with Mahomes when he's in the pocket, I think is what counts. Or behind the line of scrimmage. I don't even think it has to be in the pocket. So. But I mean, yeah, this stout talked about all week defensive line, historic defensive line. And dog, they did nothing. And what's can I take? Yeah. Can I take my victory lap now? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be rounding, you know, the, the track here and saying that I knew it, this is an above average defense that was playing historically terrible quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. 
All right. We we talked about it. The only guys that you would rank in the top 15 QBs in the league, all of those guys scored more than 30 points on this Eagles defense. Yeah. You know, I, I think that they're a good defense. I, I don't. They were being talked about like the 85 Bears. I mean, third mm-hmm. all time in sacks. Yeah, that's impressive. Sacks are we've heard quarterbacks say this sacks are quarterback stat. Good quarterbacks normally, unless their offensive lines are historically bad, like the Bengals, don't take sacks. They just find ways not to. They throw the ball away. They get out of the pocket. You know, they're able to scramble for a couple of yards. They don't take sacks. Bad quarterbacks take sacks because they hold on to the ball too long. Mm-hmm. The Eagles stats were padded by these bad quarterbacks that they played. So we came into this matchup thinking the Chiefs are playing the best defense they've ever played against. This defense was not as good as that Bucks defense that the Chiefs played in the Super Bowl two years ago. They, nope. they just weren't. So I, I really think, and the offensive line had heard that all the past two weeks. Yeah. You know, this defensive front, how many sacks is Hassan Reddick going to have? You know, they can rotate in Ndamukong Sue for 10 plays. Did you ever hear Ndamukong Sue's name said on the broadcast? I didn't even notice. I don't know. I didn't know even he played. I don't, he had zeros across the board, except he had one quarterback hit. No tackles, no sacks, no pass deflected, nothing. Yeah. Well, and that's, it makes sense though, why the offensive line was so fired up after the game. Like, scream, they were so pumped. And you just have to wonder, like, they just heard this all week of like, there's no way, you know, washed Andrew Wiley can stop Hassan Reddick. And Wiley, Absolutely manhandled us on Reddick. And yeah, so really, really, I think really impressed. Only, I think he only allowed one pressure yeah. all game. And Jeez. he allowed like nine quarterback pressures against the Bucks. You know, when also, Orlando Brown was was fired up about it, he's probably gonna get a huge payday, but not from us. Uh, because we just we're not gonna be able to afford whatever money he wants. But well, I was gonna say, like, also, dude, we've been up I've been up and down on Orlando Brown Jr. all year, but what a playoff run he had. Dude played an in more than exceptional playoff, three playoff games, and we were kind of cooking them all year. Like, dude, we got to get a better left tackle for Mahomes. I, and I think these three games, think, he played incredible. Is he just offensive line Frank Clark? Maybe. Like, dude, Maybe. who's just like in the regular season, you're like, oh, what is this guy even doing? Oh my gosh, he's so frustrating. And then he gets to the playoffs, you're like, why is this the best? This like third best player on the field right now. What's going yeah. on? Why? Why is he so good? I, uh, I do I don't think, know, man. and I do think this was a factor for defensive lines, not only the Eagles but ours as well. You know, field the quality of the field is important if you're a defensive lineman because most of it is jump and timing and your ability to get leverage on the offensive guy mm-hmm. that you're going against. When you're trying to run forward, you need to be able to stay cleated in the grass. Yeah. This field did not allow them to do that. I mean, guys were slipping all over the place, but I saw a couple of times where Frank Clark went to do an outside move and he just his foot gave out and he couldn't, he couldn't get it. around the tackle that he wanted to. Yeah. And on a normal field, you got to think he's winning some of those. So that could that could have been a factor. Um, but I yeah, this the Chiefs offensive line held up. Which, I mean, you want to talk about the field now? Because that just blows my mind. Yeah. There's, there's, I think, four big things that people are going to, maybe five. five. These are the five things people are going to remember from the Super Bowl. One, Patrick Mahomes, three touchdowns, cementing himself as the best quarterback in the league, Super Bowl MVP. Two, the holding 
call, unfortunately. It's that's mm-hmm. just gonna be there. It is. Three will be Jalen Hurts. And, mm-hmm. you know, everything he proved the the doubters wrong. He proved that he belonged to be in that championship game. Four is the field conditions. I, I the they were abysmal. One of the Eagles players said that it was like playing on a in a water park. Jeez. And Five is Rihanna's halftime performance. I think that mm-hmm. those are the five things that people are going to remember this. Field should not be something I remember from the Super Bowl. No. So here, let's break it down. Completely new grass field that was made for the Super Bowl. It took them multiple years to come up with this field. It's been growing in Oklahoma State University. Tahoma 31 Bermuda grass. Cost $800,000 just to grow the field, was installed two weeks ago, and whenever it was cold, they would roll the field out of the stadium and put it in the sun and then roll it back in. I mean, Tahoma Tahoma 31 Bermuda sounds pretty fancy. High tech. Sounds like it'd be good good grass, you know? Yeah, absolutely does. It's not. That That was the worst field conditions I've ever seen an NFL game have. And yeah. I've watched games the Washington Commanders have played at yeah. Raljon, <laughs> which is one of the worst stadiums that's ever existed in human history. People in the, watching a game in the Coliseum in Rome in like 25 AD would be like, why is Raljon so sucky? You guys haven't <laughs> figured out the plumbing here. Uh, well, yeah, so, I just, I don't know. They man. fixed it's- a problem that was a problem, right? Because we've been talking about Arizona's field being bad all year. I feel like turf would have been better. They fix a problem by making it worse. Yeah, I feel like turf would have been even would have been better actually than what we got last night. I, we were talking, and it has to be just because it's not been played on before. The ground was so soft and not just like pressed at all that like there was no traction, there was no footing. Like you think about Arrowhead, that thing's compacted down. That thing's been played on so many times, so that there's actual some. It's like in between what we got last night and turf because there's a little bit of give, but you can still dig your foot in the ground. But with this, like I saw at one point Frank Clark slipped and dude dug all the way down to the dirt. I just saw mud like at the bottom of it. Like, Well, yeah, it looked like the grassroots were like, you know, maybe a millimeter into the ground at that point. Like, yeah, any time a guy cut, it seems like he was taking off the whole top layer of grass. And both kickers felt it. I, I know everybody wants to jump on Harrison Bucker. That's why he missed that field goal. If you go back and watch that field goal, his foot gives out from underneath him as he's on going that, through his kicking motion. And it was on that paint. So not only was on it the grass, paint, which is, but and the paint. Yeah. Which is even worse. And then Jake Elliott, when he went to go on that kickoff, I'm surprised he didn't tear his Achilles because he also completely destroyed his plant leg because his heel slipped and he i don't know how he kicked the ball to the end zone well, quite honestly yeah that's exactly what budker looked like when he got injured the f- week one in arizona was that little weird slip rolled ankle so do you think so there's been a lot of a lot of conversations about arizona because the super bowls that have been hosted there have been some there's been some pretty historic ones the the malcolm butler play and the david tyree catch both happened in phoenix but that has been one of the worst fields in the league for a long time. A lot of players have complained about it. Now that we have Vegas as this new indoor stadium, do you think you think Arizona is going to fall out of the rotation more for Super Bowls? Because we have Vegas, we have the Rams stadium as well. Then you have mm-hmm. Dallas, you have Atlanta, and you still have New Orleans. I think it has to. There's just been two, not only through the year, like through this year, 
but with what happened in the Super Bowl, like, I, th- yeah, I think, I mean, it did look it did look pretty on the outside though. It's a pretty stadium though, but yeah, field conditions alone stadium. might warrant you know people moving on from it. I don't know. That's a good question. And the NFL loves to show off their new places. You know, they they really do. And in Arizona, it, it's not really doesn't really move the needle anymore. It's it's not that cool. Your your indoor stadium yeah. isn't cool to us anymore. Sorry. Yeah. It's like, ooh, retractable so, roof, you know? Yeah, so we, I think the next one is in Vegas. Uh, I don't I don't actually know where they have the planned out ones. They're not going to do cold weather Super Bowls anymore, I think. They, they've pretty much, they had that one in New York that what, like eight or nine years ago. I think that was the last one. Something like that. They're ever going to do cold weather. Um, so sorry, Bears. Even though you are building a new suburban stadium, you're not going to get a Super Bowl. Um, or appear in one. Because your franchise is abysmal, yeah. So there's All right. that too. Um, Allegiant Stadium, fifty eight, fifty nine Caesars Superdome in New Orleans. Which Caesars Superdome actually is kind of cool. It's like one of the only sponsored like dome, like yeah, that's a NFL good, that's stadiums a that kind of sound cool. That's a good sponsor. Um, that's all they have. Twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six NFL is not named the site of Super Bowl sixty. Uh, I think they only are do. targeting. Levi Stadium, uh, outdoor San Francisco. It was the site of Super Bowl Fifty when the Broncos beat the Panthers. Um, so there you go. So it's going to be yeah, Allegiant and Vegas. they got Hard Rock too. Hard Rock is going to be a Super Bowl oh. stadium just because it's in Miami. That was um, pretty too. That was a very pretty venue. And you know they already did one in Tampa um, as well, so that you have that. Um, I just don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't think Arizona stays in the rotation with with how bad no. their field has been. Um, is, that's uh, got to be a factor. Is Buffalo getting a new stadium, or did that not pass? I know there was talks, or are did that get? I think they are. I don't think it's a dome though. Which I I like that. Why? That's like part of Buffalo Bills football is having those snow games. Like you can't cover that up. Also, while you're looking that up, quick shout out to Melvin Gordon. Got himself a Super Bowl ring. He's a chief in our heart, not a Bronco. I, um, Bro, you know Bronco you know fans Melvin are Gordon, so upset. Did you know Melvin Gordon was um, on the uh, team before the Super Bowl started? Because I, I did. Because I, I did see when they picked him up. I'm like, oh, we signed Melvin Gordon to our practice squad, um, and he never played but he got brought up obviously because he was with the team so you have to you can't be on the practice squad if you're with the team but hey man got a ring yes the bills will have a new stadium but it is not an indoor stadium uh it looks pretty cool based on what they got right now it's expected to be complete in the fall of 2026 wow so okay so we'll see uh let's get back to the game david Mahomes down 10 points, Chiefs down 10 points, coming out of halftime. The only receiver who's really done anything was Travis Kelsey, um, who caught a touchdown pass in the first half, but other than that, didn't really do anything. And, and the Eagles were clearly targeting him, you know. Um, what was your confidence level that this receiving core with, with Juju and Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling could – could go out and produce the way Mahomes needed to. Because there wasn't a Wasp play. There wasn't a Tyreek Hill's down there somewhere play. 
How confident were you that they could do something to help Mahomes, who we thought was going to come out on maybe one leg? Before that first drive, of course, I think all of us were like this, but I, I wasn't very confident. I, one, because of his injury. Two, right, it seemed like it was just Kelsey. But the confidence I did have was like, well, they've not been guarding Kelsey. They haven't been able to, so I don't think you know, they will in the second half. But then after mm-hmm. the first drive, like after that first drive, I I need to look at this. I, I don't know exactly. I mean, Juju caught a pass. Kelsey caught, like, I think four or five different guys caught a pass, you know, in route to that first touchdown. I think even Noah Gray got one. Uh, I thought it was Kelsey. And I'm like, nope, just another white guy at tight end with number 80 <laughs> that we have. Um, mm-hmm. But after that first drive, I was like, dog, he could be throwing to, you know, 60-year-old Emmett Smith and we're going to get yards because Mahomes is just finding guys like left and right. It does not matter. So I think it, it, it my confidence almost doubled after that first drive, um, knowing that Mahomes is okay and then seeing like them just easily go down. I, I felt pretty good the rest of the game. Uh, Andy Reid, all-time halftime adjustment there. Easy. I – I mean, the play calling in the second half was was a work of of magic. I think we also came out and we made it clear, like, we're still going to run the football. We're down 10 points, but we're not in, you know, we're not scared to run. I think we came out called four straight runs to start off that first drive. Oh, Um, uh, yeah. So we only threw the ball three times that drive. I just did, did the math. Yeah. Pacheco, seven yard run. Pacheco, two yard run. McKinnon, 14 yard run pass. Sky Moore, four-yard run pass to Justin Watson. <laughs> McKinnon's seven-yard run. Mahomes, 14-yard scramble, three-yard pass, and then our Pacheco, one-yard run. So this is what we've begged Andy Reid to do in previous playoff losses, and he just came out and said, I'm going to run the ball for seven of these 10 drive uh, plays, and there's not a thing you can do to stop it. And there wasn't. And you you got to feel that was a little bit of a calming everybody down. Let's show Mahomes that we don't have to rely just on him. The run game can work. Let's let our offensive line, you know, not not stand back on their heels. Let's let's let them go downhill for a little bit and see what we got. We have Pacheco. We have McKinnon. We can do this. Yeah. And after that, I had all the confidence in the world that that we could keep going. We scored so easily on that drive. You know, 10-point deficit, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, that's two scores. Three-point deficit, right after that, I was like, oh, okay. This is yeah. this is our game again. Well, like we can do this. And I tell you what, I think the biggest drive of this game was what happened next. So we gave the ball back 9:30 left in the third. We're down 3 now. Eagles have a 17 play drive that lasts almost 8 minutes and we hold them to a field goal to only go mm-hmm. 6 points. They could easily extend that to 10 points and then we get the We're ball right back, back where we at started. the start of the fourth quarter, but instead the defense stopped them. And now we get the ball back to start the fourth, only down six points. We score, we're up, and that happened. Like that was, I think, the biggest drive of the game for me was that right there, holding the Eagles to a field goal uh, on a 17 play, which I they they showed this. It is the longest drive in Super Bowl history, 17 plays. They they beat that record, whatever it was previously, probably 16, uh, and mm-hmm. almost eight minutes. Like so, I was like, props to the defense, bend but don't break, just at the very core, you know, and uh, classic. Chiefs, it was Chiefs big, defensive slogan for my since Tom Bahali retired, I think, has been yeah, and don't honestly. Because then they scored. Eagles went three and out, which is a, just that 
honestly, it's surprising to see that even with how much success they had. You get the punt return, chief score, and three plays, five yards, and now it's an eight-point game, just like that. You know, that's insane. If I remember correctly, that three and out was a real, like, head-scratcher play calling-wise. Jalen passed to Goder. Goddard, I always say his name wrong, for five yards, and then a two-yard pass to Pascal, and then a deep, Incomplete pass to Devontae. So they threw it three that times in it. a row. It was that. It was, that's three passes exactly in a row. It was, it, was, it was that third and short, and they decided to drop back and pass whenever they were getting whatever they wanted on the ground. And they rolled him Taylor. left. Not even yes. right with a right-handed quarterback. They rolled him left. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Eagles, the Eagles receivers were worth the money and worth the draft picks. Devontae Smith, seven receptions, 100 yards. A.J. Brown, six receptions, 96 yards. And the, that long touchdown where he made an all-time adjustment on the ball yeah. uh, to locate it. Smith, there was a lot said in the draft process with him about how he's too slender and yeah. too small to hold up. After he took all the hits that he did from Sneed and and Justin Reed in that first drive Ooh. and kept coming back, I mean, I, I don't did he did he say something about their moms? Like, what was the deal with the Chiefs the first drive? They were hitting know, harder those, than I've ever seen this team hit. Which was like, oh, that's nice to see. Like, I mean, Justin Reed talks, and uh, you know, he he's not giving up anything, but he's not done anything necessarily to warrant like, oh, good job. But when he came flying in there, I was like. There's the Justin Reed that I, I want to see, you know what I mean? And Devontae popped up. And I'm honestly surprised, like, just from my remembering of the game, like, I, out of nowhere, like, seven receptions, 100 yards. For some reason, I just don't feel like that, um, you know, he would have gotten there. But just little things in a row. And, of course, that 45-yard pass um, definitely helps you get there. But, yeah, man, Goddard established himself as the top – what there's a pretty pretty big gap. Top four tight end. I mean, with that performance and the year he's had, I think it's 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 Kelsey, Kittle, Andrews, and him. Yeah. I mean, and then you could Hawkinson and Waller are kind of in the next tier. You I know, know, I I would I would put Hutchinson up or no, what's Hawk, his name? TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson Hurst. I was thinking of Hurst. That's what I wanted mm. to say. I would mm. put Hurst above Waller at this point. I, how many games did Darren Waller even play this year? Like four? Yeah, he got hurt quite a bit. Injury prone uh, for sure. He, but yeah, yeah got so. it. And, and what's awesome, like, it's really cool when you find your franchise quarterback, your guy, because then that quarterback elevates the play of the receivers, whether it's Devontae already being good and just having a monster game, or if it's like Mahomes and Justin Watson or Marcus Kemp getting these passes. Like, it's really like Tom Brady did this for years to all these little white guys, Wes Welker and Chris Hogan and Danny Amendola and Julian Edelman. And uh, I probably missed them. Like it doesn't matter who they were. It, it just seemed like Tom Brady elevated their play and they always contributed. And we saw that with both mm-hmm. quarterbacks in this game of like Quez Watkins and Boston Scott getting catches and Justin Watson getting catches for the Chiefs. So it's just really cool to see that when like the the MVP and, the, and then the uh, MVP runner up both played like they were those things and just really delivered in every area. So it was just really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I mean, as a neutral fan, I know, I'm sorry. One more thing. As a neutral fan, this had to be just so entertaining, like high scoring, both quarterbacks sling it around a defensive touchdown, a special teams, big play. Like there's just like everything you want in a Super Bowl. I feel like happened uh, last night. I, I, 
I genuinely think if if we don't have that holding call, which again it was a hold, but it was it was anticlimactic. Like it, it just was because then yeah. the Chiefs just ran out the clock and kicked a field goal. If we didn't have that hold and the Eagles got the ball back with what a minute thirty left or something, yeah. down three and got the chance to drive down the field and tie the game if they could. Um, I think I and this game goes to overtime, or even if it doesn't, even if the Eagles win on a touchdown or they get stopped, I think this is probably like undisputed the best Super Bowl of all time. Because yeah, if you look back at the ones that were close, the Malcolm Butler and interception game, the David Tyree helmet catch, even the Mario Manningham on the sideline game, those those were games that were boring and low scoring for a lot of it. Like quite honestly, there was a lot of back and forth, nobody really doing anything, mm-hmm. and. The Falcons Patriots one, which is one of the best games I've ever seen in my life, wasn't interesting until the third quarter. <laughs> I mean, because yeah. the Patriots were just getting creamed and it wasn't fun to watch for mm-hmm. a lot of it. So I think this would have been undisputed. I don't know if people will still say that now. That Cardinals Steelers Super Bowl, which is what, 15 years old now at this point almost? Jeez. Where we had the Santonio Holmes catch in the corner of the end zone. That's an all time one for me, too. James, James Harrison, Harrison with the 100 yard scoop and score or whatever. Yeah. Is that 2011? Uh, I think it's 10. Is it, man, isn't that? I think it might be 10. It could be even 2009. I got to. Uh, I remember that being a great Super Bowl. Um, but the, I this one would have been an all-timer. I think it still is. Okay, 2009. I'm cracked. I just guessed Super Bowl 43, and that's what it was. Yeah, 2009. Good job. Um yeah, I, I genuinely think if you're a neutral fan, which I wasn't around any, um, but I, I'd imagine that those people that just wanted to watch a good football game got that. I mean, this was certainly better than the last couple of Super Bowls. Um, so, Oh, well, for sure on that one, yeah. Yeah, because both yeah. of those were... The last two, actually, were kind of blowouts that we didn't really... Nobody really remembers that much mm-hmm. of the in-game stuff from. All right. more More weird stats or or kind of important notes before we get into some some dynasty talk first patrick mahomes is the first player this century to win an mvp and a super bowl mvp in the same season uh last person to do that was kurt warner in 99 mahomes is the first regular season passing leader in in nfl history to win a super bowl um Shout out to Drew Brees for always taking that stat from Brady. So then Brady could win the Super Bowl and Drew Brees could get the passing title every year for like eight years. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, And the Chiefs also broke the coin toss streak. Um, I think it was what the last eight Super Bowls before this one. The one where the coin toss went on to lose. I was like, Tommy, why'd you call tails, bro? You know the stat, right? I really wanted him to say heads. I was yelling (laughs) at him to say heads. Um, but they continue the streak of away jerseys, which are like, I think it now eight and two in the last 10 Super Bowls or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Some, some wild stat like that. So that, that part, that part continues, but Patrick Mahomes broke a couple of streaks. Um, all right. There, we got to get to this point because I think everybody's everyone's been talking, about, talking this. about it. Yeah. We just said the same thing. We're correct. There were a lot of dynasty talk beforehand, which any Chiefs fan that was talking about the Chiefs being a dynasty before they won the second Super Bowl is dumb, in my opinion. You definitely aren't a dynasty when you only win one. I don't care how many you make. The Buffalo Bills are not a dynasty for losing four Super Bowls in a row. Okay, so, That's fair. That's so fair. You, you have to pay attention to who wins. Now, the Chiefs have won two in four years. 
and two of they were in three. So two thirds of the Super Bowls that they've been in in the last five years, they won. They were they won fifty percent of this last four Super Bowls. Do they need to win another one to be considered a dynasty, or are they a dynasty right now? I think they're a dynasty because I don't. A dynasty is really, I mean, it is, but it's not ultimately measured like on how many Super Bowls did you win? Because it is, but it isn't. Because, I mean, you have those years, the, the Patriots won, I think Brady won two of his, he, he won a couple there in a row at the beginning, but then there he were three or early. four or five years span that they didn't win it, but they are still the team to beat. It's like, although they didn't win the Super Bowl in that span, they set the tone early and like, they were the team that was always there. They were the team that to beat. Tom Brady was the quarterback. Bill Belichick was the coach. That all right? We, if we beat them, we're good. And I, I think we're there. Like Chiefs have made five AFC Championship games in a row. Mahomes has never lost a road playoff game. Two Super Bowl wins. Three appear. Like I think, I, I think they're there. The standard is to beat the Chiefs. You know, the standards to get past KC, and no one's done that consistently. Patriots did it in eighteen and. Uh, Bengals did it in 21, but Chiefs retook it this year and have have a ring. So I, you know, as unbiased as I'm as I possibly can be, I really, I I think they're there. Like I just don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know, I think I, I think per- we're the, I don't know. I personally feel like we have to get three because there's a quite a few teams in NFL history that actually won two back to back. Um, you know, we can, we can go all the way back. The Packers won the first two, uh, the Dolphins won Super Bowl seven and eight. The Steelers won Super Bowls nine and 10. Um, the Steelers also won Super Bowls 13 and 14 back to back. So obviously I think if you're starting at 1975 and going to, to 1980, it's clear that that's a dynasty because they won you know, four and six years. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I mean, there's been, a, there's been those examples of teams that have won back-to-backs. Let's, let's see if we got some others here. Well, the, uh, the Niners have... won two in a row and then waited and didn't win another one in, for another eight years. The question I, I had I for you, though, that was, it... that, was that su- sustained success, though? Like the Chiefs have had sustained success for five years in a row now, despite them That's not winning true. every single year. You know what I mean? Like it's been constantly. I think if they win Mahomes. another one, I think if they win another one in the next two years, it's in it's indisputable. Um, yeah, because I, I Pat's one. I'm going to Pat's because that's like the standard for dynasties now. Yeah, you know. Let's just talk about the Patriots. Patriots um, won in 2001. That's my, that was Brady's first full year. 2003, they won it. 2004, they won it. One of the only teams to go back to back, and they didn't win it again until 2014. Won it in 2016. But if you look, won it in 2018. If you look, then 2002, 2005. That's three Super Bowls in four years. And then even if you do okay, that's a dynasty. Let's do the other dynasty stretch for the Pats. That's three in one, two, three, four, five years. Yeah, and the so they, they I, lost. I think that you have to, you have to win another one. I, I I know that we're making the AFC Championship game and we've hosted it five years in a row, but you 
but you can't be a dynasty unless you're winning titles because nobody calls the Detroit Pistons a dynasty in the NBA. All right. They won back to back, but that doesn't matter. We wow, don't the care. Patriots the Patriots really made a Super Bowl three years in a row, 2016, 17, and 18. It's impressive. And they are I a think we also forget how them. long the gap is between Brady Super Bowl wins. Yeah. It was ten he didn't win a Super Bowl for ten years. Yeah, I mean I, that blows my mind, but it's it doesn't true. feel like yeah, that, just, you know? Lost no. two Super Bowls in that span. And then they have random two thousand eight, they didn't make the playoffs. That's really well, weird that, too. That's the year is that Brady's they injury went, year? Or is that that's they went eleven and five. I think that's Brady's injury year. Oh, that, that very that very well could be. Yeah, I think that's the year he tore his ACL. Oh yeah, Matt Castle threw for thirty seven hundred yeah. yards. Yeah. So I I still think I think the standard we've set is three. I think they have to win another one, but I, it, it it's it's loading. I still think they need to win a third. I think if it comes in the next two years, it, three and five is nicer than three and six, obviously. But if you can say. In a six-year stretch, we won 50% of the Super Bowls. We have three rings, which would put the Chiefs, if they win a third ring, they will leapfrog into, what, fourth place, I think, all time in Super Bowls? By um, the Pats, Steelers, for Niners, and Cowboys, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, they will be tied. Yeah. So I think I think that's, you know, that's that's kind of where you would put them. I guess tied for, I guess you could say fifth place. Um so you're right saying now, the I, only way for them to become a dynasty, not losing a couple of these Super Bowls, they have to win one more in the next two or three years to become that. Not even just make them and lose them. Because we've had a couple. Yeah, they got to win okay. another one. Okay. I mean, yes, that we are the team of the last five years. Um, that that's true, but you have to win another one. You just, I think you just have to. I think you have to get three. Two is not S- enough. So Patriots Steelers tied with six, first place. Cowboys Niners tied with five, second place. Packers Giants tied for third, uh, with four. So if yeah, if we win again, we would literally be tied for the, third place. Right. With the Green Bay Packers and New York Giants. Behind four of the greatest, you know. I mean, Niners, Cowboys, Steelers, Patriots from since the beginning of football have been like the four like historically greatest. Like teams. Yeah. Well, you know. the only one that was a late addition was the Pats, but yes. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. Yeah. again, yeah. and then you're getting into that territory where, you know, all time. Uh, the Chiefs were a poverty Crazy. franchise, guys. They they absolutely were. The knock on Arrowhead Stadium, what is it? It is the loudest place on the planet, and yet the Chiefs can never win a playoff game there. That, that was the knock. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it truly was. And now that is the AFC, official AFC championship host city <laughs> and it has yeah. been for for the past five years and you know this team went from being historically second to worst in their in their own division only the chargers are a worst franchise historically because the chargers had you know uh, they, they have no super bowls and only one super bowl appearance i believe where they got absolutely demolished by the 49ers and now the Chiefs are tied with the Raiders and Broncos, two franchises that were really good for decades with most Super Bowls in the division. You know, they all have three yeah. right now. There's not a yeah. dang thing a Broncos fan has over us right now because we've no. won 15 games in a row against them. Okay. We are beating them by 16 games in the all time series between our two teams. 
They beat us the one time in the playoffs, which that that's a point for them. And we tied them in Super Bowls. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Five years ago, Chiefs were tied for second to last with one Super Bowl win with the Bears, Saints, Jets, Eagles, and Seahawks. And fast forward five years, and they're tied for uh, fourth place with three Super Bowl. Like, it's just crazy in that, like, in five years span, just they just jump to the top of the list. It, it, it's insane to see. Insane. I'm trying to think of, a, like, an, another sports franchise comp. Um. Oh, the, I, I, the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, think they, just, they are all of a sudden. All of a sudden, they were boom. they were good win, win, early win. on. Whenever, whenever you know, nobody really cared. The league wasn't expanded, and then once the league expanded, they kind of fell to the wayside. Had some terrible front office decisions. Put up some good players, but never really had a successful team. You go through the '90s. The Warriors had run TMC for a little bit, which was a really exciting team that went nowhere. The Chiefs had the same thing, an aging Joe Montana and one of the best defenses of all time with Derek Thomas at the head of the snake. And then they went, you know, they they kind of just disappeared off the radar. They popped up a couple of times having some some fun seasons. You know, they had a couple of all-time great players roll through, but they never really did anything. And they drafted one player, and after he develops, you know, they took a flyer on a guy that had a lot of risk. And after he develops, you know, their whole their their whole franchise changes. And yeah. the only difference is there is not a Kevin Durant coming to help the Chiefs win multiple titles because they don't you know, need. Him. I don't know. I hey, don't know who the equivalent hey. of that player would be in the Hold NFL. Up. Hold a second of the heck up. DeAndre Hopkins is not Kevin Durant, bro. He do you see what he tweeted? Yes, he just said Patrick Mahomes is different with eye emojis looking at the side. Yeah, I'm sure he wants to come to KC. I'm sure we don't want to pay him what he wants. Oh, if he's willing to take a pay cut, he welcome. You, we, sure. you will yeah, be great. You will win multiple I mean, rings. That's that's the selling point that Veach can hit with everybody. Mm. Is he can say, "Look, come play for Patrick Mahomes for one year, take a pay cut, and then I promise you, your next contract will be massive because you'll be a Super Bowl champion, or you'll at least have meaningful performances in playoff games." And I promise well, crazy you're going to get the ball. You can even use Andy Reid, the greatest, like what, the most creative offensive mind that that just. Like league has ever seen. Like you want to play with him. Like he'll get you open. You'll get touches. Yeah, you, know? so. you will get touches. You will get to perform in the system, and then you can go somewhere else. Uh, the the Chiefs will have some some decisions also, you to suck. make in the off season. Why do I suck? Because you just happen to be a Warriors and a Chiefs fan, and both of these teams are just <laughs> okay. eating right now. Okay. Well, let's first of all happen to be a Chief. I was was born within twenty miles of the stadium. All right, well, so it's, it's, not. It's not really a happenstance but there. It's and just my history aligning with both these the teams. The Warriors just, thing, the Warriors thing, go back and blame yeah, NBA to the 2K. People. Yeah, explain to the people for that making a it so much fun to play with the Warriors team that had Monte Ellis and Steph Curry and David Lee. Go back and go back and complain to the 2K people. For those, I hopped on, I hopped on the Warrior train like two years before. When my brother and I were both trying to like get actually real into the NBA and pick teams, I hopped on the Warriors bandwagon before the bandwagon even really started. We had lost a tough series. I thought we were going to trade Clay Thompson for Kevin Love. I wanted us to trade Clay Thompson for Kevin Love because Kevin Love was the big shooting power forward that we needed. You're giving me another outside threat with Steph and his ankles are going to hold up. It looks good. And then we're winning the title and Draymond Green is the best defensive player in the league and Steph Curry is an MVP. 
and my life is great. I don't, what do you so, want me to say? I don't. Was it was it two K twelve? Is that whenever you became a Warriors fan? I think it was twelve or eleven. I I I'm pretty sure it was twelve though. So okay, for those listening, you can't be bandwagon. That worked. 2011, 12, they went twenty three forty three. Twelve and thirteen, they went forty seven thirty five and lost in the Western Conference Finals. So, and they didn't win a title for three more years. So I mean, I think you cleared it. I think you hopped on just in time. I I was on early, guys. Um, Come on, and I can tell you that because before their title season. I wanted to go. We went to a preseason game between the Warriors and the Miami Heat. And we went for the sole purpose of my brother wanted to watch LeBron play. We bought the tickets before LeBron actually went to Cleveland. And I wanted to watch my favorite player play, Steph Curry. And they were going to be playing at the same time. Okay. Like mm. I, I went to a preseason game for this team and they were not picked as, to be favorites for the title that year. All right. So. The the fourteen fifteen season, I went to a preseason game before that season even started, and I was rooting of, for the Warriors the whole time. One of the greatest so, uh, seasons by an NBA team guys. of all time, too. I know how to pick them, all right? And guess who didn't give a crap about the Royals for a long time, and then all of a sudden was like, this Mike Moustakas, Eric Hosmer guys are kind of cool, and then they won a title. Maybe I should care about the Royals again. They won a title. The Do Dallas actually, Stars can you please? Are, my, are my NHL team right now. They're having a pretty good season. One of the best teams in the league, you know. But here's the uh, Chelsea question. is my Premier League team. They're not very good. They're do the 14-15 Warriors beat the 91-92 Bulls? Uh no. I mean that we don't have Michael Jordan. It's true. Or the 96-97. Actually, the same answer. Michael. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> the the Warriors we're so far off the top. I promise we will get back after this this short aside. The Warriors team with Kevin Durant. Uh, you can pick a title year. I don't really care. Uh, that team with fully healthy Kevin Durant is the best team of all time. I'm not entertaining any other conversations. In a seven-game series, but that team in a seven-game series, that team with Kevin Durant, they they win they win the title. I I don't think so. The 92-93 Bulls are the best Bulls team. It's not 95-96. Everybody says 95-96 because they had the Ooh. best record. However, the NBA expanded that year, so they had more teams that were not as good to play. And also, Jordan was younger and healthier in 92 and 93. Pippen was also younger and healthier. And as much as Dennis Rodman is really good, Horace Grant was better. And that was arguably Horace Grant's peak. So their big oh, team yeah. was better that year. They were better At, 92, 93. Okay. Average 10 either way, a game. Either way, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant are out on the floor at one time. I, they didn't play anybody offensively that had three guys that could do that. I, I'm yeah. sorry. Could they defend that at all? You could just pop in threes left and right without being so able to defend that. Ron Harper is going to think that Steph Curry was a witch when he started to shoot from 40 feet and hit <laughs> shots. Okay. And Who is this man? I don't. Scotty Pippen, Kevin Durant gets buckets on everybody that's ever existed on the planet, okay? There's not a single person who can guard Kevin Durant. I don't care. So that, that team is winning. Back to the NFL. Back to football. Actually, not back to football. Nathan, speaking, you're really passionate about that. Should, we should, speaking of the Cleveland You like Cavaliers basketball, don't you, man? Bro? And LeBron James, in some fashion, the biggest LeBron fan, celebrity LeBron fan that exists, Rihanna David, halftime show thoughts. How 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 you feel? How did you feel about that halftime show? Liked it a lot. I uh, apologize to Rihanna because I forgot how many bangers that she had. Dude, I was like, so oh yeah, Benny. 
I was like, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Umbrella's good, good, yeah. Oh, all the lights. Oh, okay. Oh, work. We're, oh, and it's time. Just it kept coming and kept going and kept going. I was like, wow, dude. She just keeps. And I, apparently, she played a couple that people were like, How, you didn't play this one. So I guess she has even more like bangers that yeah, she chose shut not up to and, play. I was waiting for Shut Up and Drive and Disturbia. You, you better bet. I was, I was in there. I was waiting on them, and I didn't so get them. I gotta, I gotta. Sophie has a playlist. I gotta just start maybe listen to Rihanna more and just respect her a little bit more. I, I tweeted this last night during the game. I respect what Beyonce has done for the music industry. Rihanna over Beyonce for me, and it's not that close. I, I, mm. I really don't. I, I'm a Rihanna guy. I thought that performance was great. I thought it was really uncomfortable. when We were all sitting there thinking, Rihanna looks pregnant, but I don't want to say that because if I say that and she's not, that's really mean of me because I know that she had a kid not that long ago. So thank you to her publicist yeah. who confirmed it afterwards. Apparently that was, was her special guest appearance was her, her another child with, with ASAP Rocky living up to his name. I was okay bringing it up because a couple of the females brought it up first and started talking about it. That's and then I just true. gave my opinion as well. It's I was true. like, okay, if they said it already, you know, yeah. if I'm not the first I, one to say it, I'm good. There was actually uh, a pregnant woman sitting four feet away from me, and she was the first one to be like, I, I think Rihanna might be pregnant. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, you said it. So yeah. she wasn't wrong. She said, I'm, there may be a surprise guest. She said that, Rihanna. I'm like, I mean, and, was, I mean, the way that the outfit, if she was trying to hide, like the outfit was like, she was showing it. She stomach. was showing it. Yeah. Um, just Rihanna, also, she's fantastic. A cheese fan. She's a cheese well, fan. Yeah. She was wearing red. That, that was, I, that was a good sign. That had, yeah. that, I mean, I was feeling really down at that point. We're down 10 points. I thought Mahomes was hurt, but Rihanna wearing red, like it, it feels I, like destiny. I didn't want to stay this sat because I didn't want to jinx it, but I think it was whenever we took the 35-27 lead, someone tweeted and said, the Chiefs are uh, winning 21-3 to since Rihanna sang. I'm like, bro, it is Rihanna. Bro, Rihanna. She's the reason we're doing this. She's the reason we're winning this. better be playing this. Rihanna in the locker room next year. I, I, oh, I, for sure. Can we get? Do you think we could get her for the Chiefs halftime performance? Probably not. It, you know, like the 1738 the Chiefs used to win? Like that was like a, a fun thing they did. You mean the Royals? Yeah, they're the same team. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> next year, they just be playing like the same Rihanna song all year, just their anthem to the next. Yeah, just what's my name the whole time? Oh, yeah. Nah, nah. What's, and they're all doing that. Yeah, that's great. That, that sounds fantastic. I'm all what's for that. What's my name? Oh, also, a couple of, sorry. Go ahead. You want to talk about Kelsey's post game interview, dude? Fired yeah, up. Um, can we can fired we, up? I get it, Trav. I, I do think that there were a lot of people trying. A lot of media people. Bart Scott said we wouldn't make the playoffs. We're trying to do the like, you know, let's pick somebody other than the Chiefs because it's boring to pick the Chiefs. I, was there nobody that thought we were going to be there? Was no one like that? It felt Julian Edelman on the Patriots when he was like, nobody believes in us. I, 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 I do. Th I, okay, there are obviously people that believed. There was a very large, like I'd say, majority though that did either say the Chiefs aren't winning their division, or the Chiefs aren't winning the playoffs, or the the Bills are making, or the Brown Bengals are making the Super Bowl. There was a larger, larger than probably he's experienced in his career with Mahomes. So oh, maybe yeah. that's why he said that. Is that's it's the true. first time that they've been like, yeah, and maybe it's will. just me. And yes, the Eagles were overwhelmingly like, despite only being one and a half point favorites, the majority, I think it was, I saw a stat like 72% of the gambling money was on them to win. Mm -hmm. um, the entire Fox crew, seven or eight of them all picked the Eagles by three, yeah, seven, a lot of 10, people were on know. the Eagles, but 
didn't we figure out like I think five weeks into the season, all those people that were like the Chiefs aren't going to make this playoffs, the Chiefs are not going to come out of the AFC West like switched, right? Because I guess it's just because it feels so long ago. Because everybody doubted, and then the Chargers and Raiders and Broncos all had the starts that they had, and everybody was instantly like, "Yeah, it's the Chiefs. We're stupid. Sorry." <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. I I like fired up Travis Kelsey, but that part was. A little cringy to me. The most cringy thing, however, I really want to talk about this. Can we can we start a say. start a petition or something to get Terry Bradshaw to not be involved in broadcast? Terry Bradshaw is like a lovable goofball, except he told Hey Andy, why Bowl, you waddle on over here? Yeah. He told <laughs> he fat shamed a Super Bowl winning coach live on television, which you could say Andy Reid's the one that can take the joke. That's fine. Uh, what I would say to Terry Bradshaw is you look like you're doing a lot of waddling yourself right now. Um, <laughs> a retired NFL player once said of Terry Bradshaw, he, the man couldn't spell cat if you spotted him, the C and the A. Uh, <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. That man also was known to partake in cocaine on the sidelines, though. So, Oh, Grain of salt conversation, you yeah. know, for that quote there. Pick and but choose, pick and choose. I think Terry Bradshaw, we've reached like, I'm thinking at the end with Lou Holtz, you know, the end of his broadcast career, kind of what we did with Dickie V at the end as well. Um, Hubie Brown in the NBA. Sometimes, I hate to say it because everybody loves him, Lee Corso. Like, sometimes you just get up there and you're like, all right, like, I, yeah, I think we're good. Uh, Terry, I I, ju- I think we're done. I just I think we're done. Okay. Yeah. I the only thing I can think about because like we know like we know Terry as I mean we don't know him personally. They have to be just really good friends for him to say that. Like Terry's never made that mistake. Terry, you know what I mean. I don't feel ever he, he I don't feel like he ever does that. So I, they just have to be super close enough for like him to do that. However, like that's national TV. Like, is that the time to, well, to joke? And like he that, was, you know? it wasn't even just that he was also doing the thing where he tried to ask a question, but was stumbling over his words and then took an, a minute and a half to ask a simple question of how are you guys feeling after this? win? like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. The easiest interview to give is after somebody wins the super bowl. That's the easiest one to do. How are you feeling? How do you feel about your team? You know, how what did you this overcome mean? this adversity? Yeah, you know? what does this mean for you and your players? Like, that's all you had to ask Andy. It's the easiest interview you're going to have in your life. Mm-hmm. He just stumbled through it, and it was it was a little painful. And Tom Brady is waiting in the wings, and he said he doesn't want to hop in the booth until the t- start of the 2024-2025 season. So you got to think they're just going to be like, hey, Terry, uh, retire. Tom, fill the slot. Let's go Yeah, right away. Well, I think – it's like certain spots. I think Terry's fine behind the desk, like pre, post game, or half halftime with the other guys, kind of mitigating and talking as well. But when he's out there on an island like that, like yeah, that's it's risky. Well, it's why risky. do they always make him read the highlights? It's the same thing with Lou. It's the same with uh, Lee Corso. He like can't keep up. He's yeah, like, oh, should it, I in the they're, chair? They're, should, they're having like, him read the highlights, and then somebody else has to jump in halfway through because Terry is like a full three plays behind where the highlights are at. Like, why do you keep making this Terry Bradshaw? Like, stop doing this. Michael Strahan's like, dear God, please so hurry. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think we're just done. Michael Strahan's too focused on the Today Show and flirting with Rihanna during an interview. That he he Dude, didn't. Did you see him like after she she was rolling out on the golf cart and he like ran up to her and like. Bro like was caught her as she was running away and said bye. Bro was like, trying to spit yeah. game, which respect, respect. It's Rihanna. Like if you're not going to shoot your shot at Rihanna, are you, 
as a as a heterosexual male in the United States, are, are you even alive? Like you're not. Are you even Honestly. breathing right now? Um, so I get it, but I guess yeah. they're really close. I don't know, but yeah, that's funny. But yeah, I, I I'm out. I'm just out. I'm on glad. Target. I'm glad though. We got the you got to fight for your right to party. That's like the most icon. That's like. Kelsey's just a goat for thinking of that because that's just like uh, the entire – if this is a I dynasty, mean, that's going to be like the tagline. You know what I mean? The Beastie Boys thought of it. He he, But yeah. Yeah, but no one's used that. In, like <laughs> That's true. Kelsey's like the first one to like – that's a stamp of like this Chiefs era. You know what I mean? I Here's the question. I Do you think Travis Kelsey is like watching film on like catchphrases or cool things to say? I know he's a big wrestling guy, obviously, because he's he's looking at what The Rock says. Like, I'm not I'm not going to be surprised if he has a three or let's say Mahomes has like a five six touchdown game next season, and Kelsey grabs the mic post game is like, "Can you spell him what Pat Pat Mahomes is cooking?" Like, he's just going to pull out one. Dude is just yeah. full of slogans. He's just <sighs> that's a good question because I feel like yeah he could be researching, but he also just seems like the guy that just like just knows like can always just remember stuff right like you know like you have that teammate that just was always clutch like said stuff at the right time i think yeah even though like he can't spell antidote on his podcast he's always like <laughs> pulling out these crazy like taglines and stuff like that so him I and jason are such opposites it's so funny also yeah the the quote that you can go look it up everybody you can go look it up the quote that jason kelsey said to travis on the field after that's the beautiful one. Yeah, like that's that's, that's perfect brother like that's probably the exact same thing that i would say to my brother if he just be yeah. in a really important game uh yeah. screw last you congratulations thing, last yeah. thing before i want you to rate your watch experience on on a scale of one to ten favorite commercials did you have any did these feel forgettable um had what was going on with that I didn't pay attention a whole lot. I, you know, I mean, I'm just so like caught up and nervous and I'm like processing commercial. Break. Okay. Like what can we run? What are we countering with? Da, 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 da. So, I, you know, you almost don't pay attention, but the ones I did see the Tubi commercial got me. I was heated. I like looked and stopped and everyone, see. everyone looked at, everyone looked at me and like started laughing like, Oh, okay. I've never seen David pop up so fast in my life. But, um, yeah. dude, yeah, I thought someone was messing with their moat. So that <laughs> one was good. Um, what, what one? What was the Adam Driver one? I'm trying to think of what, what brand it was. That the one was Squarespace one, where he's yeah, like kind of weird, website like... that invented websites, so Squarespace could invent itself theoretically. Yeah, and then that one, and then oh, the Jack Harlow one was kind of funny with the triangles. I thought that was yeah, pretty good. The triangle one, Elton John, that was pretty good. Um, those those are probably the ones for me. I, I don't remember a whole lot, but those ones stick out to me. I'm gonna uncork a take here that you're gonna not like because I'm gonna directly insult you. People who fell for the Tubi thing are dumb. There was not a second where I believed that was real. Really? I, yeah, I just no, like <laughs> I just didn't. Also, everybody forgot what their t- how their TV works. Like I saw people that didn't even like that's not a Roku TV, my guy. You that's not a smart. <laughs> you don't have a smart TV. Like, how do you think that this is just switching to Tubi? Right well, to my defense, I had never been to this person's house, <laughs> and I was looking down at my phone on Twitter, and I heard the the doot. And I looked up, and it was like on the home screen. I'm like, okay, I will forgive it oh if you missed the beginning of the commercial. But the like exact, the extreme vagueness of the "what a game we got here, folks" um, by Greg Olson. Yeah, like I just, I was like, come on, guys, we got to be better. This is we a football more, game, and we're watching it. Yeah, we got to be more media literate as a society. The the <laughs> other thing 
that Nathan, I want to say. A, that's a tall ask, and you know it. <laughs> yeah, I, I am aware of that fact. The other thing that I want to say, stop putting QR codes in your ads. We're not scanning anything, all right? No. Nobody is pulling their... I, the the one that was like a weird, it looked like an ad for a mobile game that didn't have any information. They were just like, scan me. And you're and then they were yeah. like, collect it, get a free collectible when you scan. Like you paid $20 million for that. Really? Like yeah. I'm not scanning anything. Uh, the the but, only way the, I see, the only way I see that makes sense is if you don't have like a whole lot of money. Like, okay, let's do a 15 second ad for, you know, 2 million instead of 7 million. And then we can have them scan it. And then when they scan it, they get all the information they need. But that's just dependent upon people actually scanning it. You yeah, know? I just no, I don't care. I like the Duncan one, the Ben Affleck at Duncan one. I thought that was good. It was good yeah. humor for Ben. Yeah, that was um, good. Uh, the Will Ferrell Netflix one was long, but but semi funny. Um, the whole Adam and Eve thing was weird. I was like kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm like, what's happening here right now? Also. Are we really like down bad in avocado sales? I thought we we're doing good. Like they have a big spot every year. And I, I don't know. It just seems like avocados from Mexico. the Miles Teller one. I'm sure like half of the women in the country were just very mm. excited to see Miles Teller dancing. Um, and see, I remember seeing that, but I was so nervous at point in that game. I just don't remember the commercial. Yeah, that one wasn't great. Um, the I think the biggest flop was they made a big deal about this Miller Lite versus Coors Light commercial, and then it, it's like sh- it's a Blue Moon commercial. Like Blue Moon is fine, but it's too expensive. Yeah. The, I don't think those are the same target audience. Like if you're a person that's gonna pay for a Blue Moon, you're gonna do that. If you're Ooh. if you just want a nice cheap beer, you're gonna get a Coors or a Miller. Actually, not I rem- Coors Bush or Bud. Don't buy Miller. I uh, I think I remember my favorite Super Bowl commercial. It was the uh, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul popcorners Breaking Bad oh, commercial. Yeah. That one was funny. That was pretty. It was good. like a blue bag, and they're like, "You can't eat all our product." And Aaron, <laughs> you know, like they look like they're in the show again. Like, that was only, really good. There's seven flavors. Like you're gonna make eight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that I'm was the brains, good. and you're the world. Yeah. So that was also good the for me. the Flash movie. That kind of looks more interesting than I thought it was going to going in. Except the age-old DC problem, though, which we're talking about movies now, um, is the only way they can get me interested in something is by showing me Batman. Because I was like, yeah, they're like, let's bring Michael Keaton about this. back. And, and they were like, Michael were Keaton, Batman. And I was like, shoot, I'm in, dude. I love yeah. Batman. Let's go. Yeah. Of, of, of the com- movie uh, commercials you saw, Indiana Jones, 65, Ant-Man. We had um, what you just fast, said. The, the fast Flash movie. seatbelts. Fast X with probably like aliens. Well, of those ones, what was your favorite and kind of mo- look most looking forward to movie wise? Um, I think probably just the inner child in me is most looking forward to another Indiana Jones movie. Just hopefully they can wash the bad taste of Crystal Skull out of my mouth. However, it's not Steven Spielberg, so that's a little bit of a. Also, I saw yeah. I read an article this week that this that movie is one of the 10 most expensive movies ever made right now yep. based on it's budget. It's the seventh, seventh most expensive movie Disney's ever made. Yeah, that's not necessarily good. Um, the second thing, I, I think maybe 65 because it's Adam Driver fighting dinosaurs. Like You don't really need a complicated pitch to get me to watch yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and I, we, are, we are four days out from the opening of Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I... I I do not have a crap to give you about that movie still. Like I'm going to go see it, but I I really just don't care about it at all, which is weird for Mm. me because that's not how I normally feel about Marvel stuff. So 
Maybe right. that's like the expectation we should set. Like it, we're we're so yeah, used to that if first this one's phase, decent, you know? I'll be like, oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. Rather than like getting your hopes up and stuff. Yeah, I think for me, 65, I'm most excited for. It's like the first mainstream dinosaur movie we've had like in the history of Hollywood that's not been Jurassic Park. And it's yeah, just weird true. to see Jurassic it's like Park not connected. Really, really corner that market. You, you're you know, not talking about the failed attempt at a TV show, Terra Nova, that only lasted not, like 10 episodes. Yeah. I'm not. And I'm also not I, talking about the quaint. I'm not also talking about the quaint uh, Korean film titled all monsters attack that we enjoyed ourselves on hbo max it's that's not not, that's not a kaiju movie not a dinosaur movie david come on i'll no. explain kaijus off the podcast bro they had big tails and skinny <laughs> skinny arms and big roars yeah, what? So they looked like dinosaurs did what in his cup all right <laughs> uh lastly david scale of one to ten and then give me a, a quick a quick summation. Give me your letterboxed, I guess. Actually, let's do letterboxed. Make it movies. Mm. On your rating, you know, zero or half to five stars, what was your Super Bowl experience, watch experience like? As a Chiefs fan? Just, just no. I, I don't, setting. I don't care about the game. Give me the setting. Give me the food. Give me, give me all that. I want to. Oh, okay. Okay. Bro, I think I got to give it a perfect five. Wow. This, this this it was a really nice. Five. I wasn't it was really there. nice. How is it a perfect so, five? Upstairs, there are two. There are two or three TVs on, but like you know, one where the food was, one where people could play board games if they didn't care a whole lot. But then downstairs, we went downstairs, little like half kitchen had some waters right next to our room, little bowl, some candy and stuff. You know, pretty pretty chill, not too big a deal. And then we walked into their their like theater room. And I think I, I honestly don't know. I think they had like a 80, 90 inch TV on the wall. It was Jeez. it was massive. Uh, and then they had speakers in the corner and then one right under. Um, uh, pretty, pretty good sized room. And, you know, there were never more than like 10 people in this room. Like it never got too crowded or too loud. Um, and I was able to sit like kind of on the floor. You know, because I, I always sit on the floor for a cheese yes. game. I never sit in the couch. I don't know yep. why. I just can't. And confirm. Um, and uh, I, I didn't eat a whole lot because I was feeling pretty queasy. I actually thought I was going to throw up, believe it or not. So make fun of me if you want. People who you don't care nervous. much about football. You were yeah. big. You were big boy nervous. Yeah, me but too. at halftime, I went up and got a, some pulled pork sandwich. Uh, that the, the the mom of the host made pulled pork for for us, and so I, I got that and some cookies and some strawberries, and you know, ate that ate that while uh, Rihanna balled out. So it was, and of course, the Chiefs win. Like you know, a high scoring game, seventy three total points. Defensive touchdown, back and forth. Um, Carl Sheffers, you know, did a pretty decent job as a neutral fan. He did a pretty good job. So, um, you know, it's good. It's good. You know, I was going to give mine a four out of five on principle just because I wasn't with I wasn't with my boys getting to watch the game. But then you you apparently don't care about me or Zach or TJ. Well, see on. Letterbox, you can't do in between five and four and a half. So if I actually had the choice, I would do like a four point seven out of five. Okay. Okay. Um, I was just saying that because you just maybe remind that, and I kind of felt bad, so that's why I actually just said that on the spot. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna give it a four out of five because I wasn't with my boys, which with the I, dogs I would have liked to have been, but um, went over. With a, a, a lovely couple invited me over to watch the game. The mm. most serious Chiefs fans that I know in Cape Girardeau. Um, went over there. So that they was were, a good place were, to be. They were all decked out. Yeah. Um, if you know anything about me, you know that I, I was not 
This is the most pretentious thing about me. I was not there to be around casuals. Um, if you don't care about the game, I do not want you within spitting distance of me while I'm watching the Chiefs play in the mm. Super Bowl. So that mm. was a lot went into the, my factor of, of where I was going to go for the Super Bowl. They invited me over. We had tachos, um, which is tater tot nachos, which were delicious. Okay, that I sounds cheese fire. dip, and uh, we also had we partook in a Kool-Aid jammer too. Mm. Um, red and yellow because I also had country time lemonade as well, uh, mm. there. So it was a real, real good theme, large TV, huge TV, HD. They had red glowing lights behind it Ooh. and, uh, a pretty nice sound bar too. And a very, very comfortable couch. Um, nice. and we were all in it together. You know, we, we were stressed out together. We, we, they had a lucky poncho that they were wearing. I, I taught them how to use their pee as fuel. Mm. Um, it's just a Amen. very, it's a very good night, uh, and very enjoyable Super Bowl watching experience for me. But I wasn't with my boys or my brother or dad, so I, I can't give it a full five stars. Mm. That's a good point. You know, you know, it's important. You know, we talk about this first viewing experience. We love, we're, we're, we're riding the high, right? We're riding the emotions. So you leave that theater with a a certain ranking. You know, after kind of thinking about it, right and processing that movie and kind of digging deep into what you believe is to be a good movie, you know. A, a true movie and what it accomplished, you know, sometimes that rating falls. And I think after doing that and you giving me time and, and allowing me that space, I think I want to drop my rating to a four and a half out of five. I uh, made you really... feel so guilty that you <laughs> actually changed your rating. This is one of my greatest accomplishments. I'm really... so proud of me right now. I'd like to thank my parents um, and God and David's parents in that order. <laughs> Yeah, well, the you know the third most thanked person at the well, second most thanked person at the Oscars behind God is in Oscars acceptance speeches. You know who that is? My coworkers. No, it's Harvey Weinstein, unfortunately. So, um, thanks. Yeah, that's a fun little fact, David. I'm uh, we're we're about to go. We're coming up on an hour and a half on this podcast. We're going We've done pretty good, long. actually, though. For talking about the but, super, like, I, yeah. It's the super. Mm. It's the most important yeah. game of the year. Um, yeah. And I don't know what we're going to do in the future. If we're going to have two pods a week or just one for a little bit until we probably get towards March Madness, I would expect that we're going to ease off some of the sports content for a little bit, and then we'll hop back on it at that point. Ooh, yeah. But David, just to, to satiate the people who listen to our us to just talk about movies and don't give a crap about sports because I'm sure they've sat through the hour and 29 minutes beforehand to just listen to me ask you. This oh, question. they're faithful what's the, for sure. What's the best movie you saw this past week? Just, just real quick. The best movie actually. So I probably don't even have to look at this. I, I watched uh, the Hobbit today and this isn't my answer, but I was like, I've not been on Letterboxd in like four days because the Super Bowl. Like I kind of forgot about the app, you know, I was so focused and I've not, you know, there's such a big gap in my, in my diary of watching movies best movie I watched this week. Yeah. I Lord of the Rings, probably return of the King. I was deciding if I want to say two towers or return of the King. Um, you know, initially last viewing, I had two towers at four and a half, but after watching this, um, I think it's just as good of return of the King. Um, and yeah, I, I gave it that perfect five. Um, you know, so it's either one or Lord of the Rings one or two. So yeah, it's a good week. The it's it's the Battle of Helm's Deep, dude. That's yeah, never not going to be my favorite m moment in movie history. I just it's, there's nothing could beat it for me. So yeah, that that was was really good. You got you 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 did you watch a movie as good as that this week? 
Um, I did not watch a movie as good as Lord of the Rings. Wait, that's your favorite movie of all time. Two Towers, so I guess because probably that's not. <laughs> quite literally my number one movie of all time. So nothing has touched that. However, I did watch a movie. I rated five stars on a first viewing, David. And that movie really? is a movie that most people are going to scoff at and never watch in their lives. And that is The Passion of Joan of Arc, which is a 1928 silent French film that had me crying at the end. Um, wow. If you know anything about the story of Joan of Arc, she was essentially uh, arrested and accused, a very devout woman who was arrested and then accused of consorting with the devil, essentially, and and leading people astray and bearing false witness and um, pretending that she was a messiah, even though she never claimed to be one. And this movie is one of the most just emotional movies I've ever seen in my life. And it's fantastic. Um, and I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I was not expecting to really like it that much. It's a movie that um, a lot of people I, I, respect had talked about is a movie that influenced a lot of filmmakers and you can see it the uh, i mean the camera work for 1928 is just out of bounds and there's it's not silent like it's silent there's no words spoken but there is accompanying score with the film mm. um and opera so it's it's not like you're just sitting there in silence for an hour and a half but yeah but there's no dialogue no everything is you can see their mouths moving and then the important stuff which you can get the gist of pretty much everything that's going on without needing to understand the important stuff just comes up on cards um afterwards mm -hmm. and you read um but those cards are obviously in french so they then have to be subtitled to english um but yeah i seriously really? this, this, is a, this was a perfect five it's the number 42 movie on Letterboxd um, in terms of rankings. Wow. I gave it a perfect five stars. It is now in my top 10 all time. It might move out. That's recency bias probably, but seriously, great. It's on HBO Max. So, Bro, I feel like everything's on HBO Max. They have so many good movies. It's, they're out there. And that's where I'm going to be spending my time now that there's no Chiefs games. <laughs> I, I will just yeah. be down in the, in the depths of HBO Max hunting for another five-star film. Well, and that's what I, I honestly thought about um, leaving that as my review for Hobbit of like, well, this will be now where I am because football is over. Um, but hey, you know, this is the first film you've watched in the 1920s era. So that's impressive. There you go. I'll probably get some more. I'm, I'm going to look. I have been afraid to watch a silent film because I'm like, this is going to be boring. But Charlie Chaplin's got a couple of solid ones that are on there as well. There's a couple more silent French films that I'm probably going to watch. Nathan may just do some, just do a bunch of silent movies in the next couple of weeks, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah. At least, you know, like our good friend just watched today, don't watch Sorority Row. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Michaela for finding the worst movies that are ever made and then watching them so I can look at her review that is anywhere from a half star to two stars that says this sucks and then I can just avoid it. You know, she's yeah. saving all of us precious time. She's really a real doing, troop. Really doing the Lord's work out there. Give her the Medal of Honor, Biden. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and the mention of Joe Biden signals the need to end this podcast. <laughs> Shooting down balloons with that one. All right. <laughs> this uh, has been episode 75, Super Bowl recap. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions once again. It's been fun. The season's over. Um, I honestly didn't think we'd be here. I, I always wanted it, but... It just seemed like an uphill battle for the Chiefs. Shame on me for uh, doubting them, though. And uh, Nathan and I have been chatting it up. And uh, it's been What Do You Want to Watch? We will see you all later. Mm -hmm.
Bye.